Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We've got Big Elk head coach Zach Maynard coming on here at about, oh, normally he gets here about 845, uh, or excuse me, 945 to finish up the show uh, talking about the task at hand, which is going out to the Texas Panhandle and facing off against the juggernaut offense that is the Canadian Wildcats. A 55-piece in both Canadians' games so far. And I know that first one, they had 49 of them in the first half down at Seminole. So uh, a, a tough, tough ask. Uh, if anybody was watched that game last year, it was an unbelievably exciting game uh, between the Elks and the Wildcats that the Elks snuck out with the W. In overtime. So we'll talk to him coming up here in just a little bit. College football, the AP poll was released. Any surprises to you? Who's too high? Who's too low? And then who's right? Who's in the spot they need to be right now? But you don't think that's where they'll be in November. Could be good or bad. Or you know, somebody that somebody that you're not going to sit here and say, ah, they're too low or ah, they're too high. They're probably the proper relinked properly ranked right this second but you don't think that's where they're going to end up um let's see have you seen that the manning cast is getting a third host have you I'm seen, not have, seen have you not seen those commercials yet no of their auditions no. No, oh they're great good. commercials that sounds funny who do you think it's going to be and why are they messing with perfection well i mean why are they doing yeah that? Unless, I mean, it's got to be, I think I know who it's going to be. You do? I think there's an obvious choice to fit right in with Eli and Peyton. But I hope it doesn't ruin it. Because that was, I mean, I know we we probably differ a little bit in our opinions of that. Um, I think it's phenomenal. Travis Kelsey, tough break for the the Chiefs. Looks like he's not going to be able to play at least this week. And we might be able to, uh, you know, just give us another chance for Mahomes to show how ridiculous he is, you know. I know for our fantasy team, Possum and I's fantasy uh, team, we were playing against Travis Kelsey. So that probably helps if he can't go. But then also we have uh, Jarek McKinnon. <clears throat> that has to help there, right? The running back out of the backfield. Yeah. I would imagine his usage goes up without Kelsey in the game with as much as they like to throw it to him uh, out of the backfield. So there's that with Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs trying to sign Chris Jones. There's a bunch of, bunch of stuff going on with the champs, at least right now in the early season. And then, Jared, for the first time since April 8th, something is the case. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text, talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. Will's thinking exactly how I'm thinking on the text line with who it could be uh, there joining the Manning cast. Um, If you're going to be outside the listening area one of these days, you want to stay in touch with us live, you can do that a couple of ways. Log on to kadsam.com, or I would download the app. It's free. It's got everything. Radio, Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News hit the website last night at midnight. Check it out at thepennynews.com. Be able to pick up a free copy of the Penny News certain locations tonight. By tomorrow morning, you can go check out that free Penny News. Big Elk and Paragon TV also there. We can watch high school football, high school basketball, one that rolls around right there at your fingertips. And then, of course, if you miss the show, Skinny on Sports podcast is available. You can go back and hear each and every one of those if you missed it. Hi, Jared. How are you? Oh, man, you know what? I'm pretty good. 
was a good night last night to wear the brown and white. Yeah. On the middle school slash junior high football field. How'd they do? Went over to Weatherford on Woody Roof Field. Oh, they went to Weatherford. Okay. Went to Weatherford on Woody Roof Field. Um, Weatherford kind of had a, an, an idea that they were going to be big just because, like, playing basketball, like in the Clinton League, you know? Sure, yeah. And you, and they were huge. Got some size, yeah. They got some big old dudes. So you had a feeling the football team was going to be the same way, and they were. They had a bunch of big guys uh, to the tune of. So the seventh grade team kicks off to start the game, and they don't touch the football till the second quarter. Weatherford ran the entire first oh, quarter wow, out. Wow! Wow! And scored. They didn't get the two point, com- excuse me, conversion. So it was six nothing. And then the Elks finally got the ball, and about two, two or three plays later, DeCure was in the end zone from I don't know, sixty five yards out, something like that. So and the Elks did get it. So it was eight six. Then right at the end of the first half. I mean, I'm talking about DeCure scores from like 90. Oh, wow. As I mean, time has expired. Yeah. It, like the, the we snapped it with like three seconds left on the half on the in the second quarter, and he goes 90 to make it 14 to six. Weatherford would score toward the end, but they did not get the two point conversion. So the seventh graders win 14 to 12. Fun. And then the eighth grade won like 28 nothing. So both seventh and eighth grade teams two and zero on the early season. Now it was uh, it was intense. The the end of the game. So Weatherford scores with like I don't know two and a half minutes left, something like that. Maybe uh-huh. maybe in that range three, just below three. And they score. They go for the onside kick. The Elks recover it. First play they get get like a twenty yard run. I'm thinking, and then but we fumble. Oh dear. Weatherford gets it, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. This always happens over here. <laughs> and, well, you can't blame the refs on that uh, one. <laughs> well, I'll get to that. Well, was <laughs> he, he down or what? No, no, no. Oh, he, okay. no it was definitely a fumble. Um, now, then, then it was either the – might have been the next play. One of the next couple plays, uh, the quarterback from Weatherford throws it up, and we get an interception. Chase, Mr. Sparks' son, Chase, gets the interception. Oh, cool. And, that, and then you're for sure thinking, okay, game's over. Because at that point, there is like under two minutes – just, you know, don't do anything crazy. Well, so Weatherford did have a timeout. They call it after the second down play. So it's, there's like 50 seconds left. 52 seconds left, I think, is what it actually was. Okay. Snapping it on third down. And there's really not a play clock. Really. So you can pretty just run a play, waste a little time. Game's over. Yeah. Well, as before, well, it wasn't as the ball was snapped. It was clearly before the ball was snapped. Weatherford's dude right by the ball just jumps across the line, knocks it away. Fumble. It was offside. Oh yeah, clearly no flags, nothing. No flags. Oh come on. So they get it. They get. They recover it. And then on the very next play, I know it was the first play. Next time, like forty seconds left, they uh, throw it, and our man Rosaya intercepted it to seal the game. I like it. Nice. It was fun. The seventh grade game was. It was intense. That's why I even said when he got home. Man, that was intense playing them. They were good. They were big. Yeah, well. Well, get used to that one. Just a little taste of that one. Get used to that right. No, it was fun. Yeah. That, they were that, that was they were totally evenly matched teams. Well, that's that's so, good. It's what you want. It's fun. But it was. It good. was it was a good time. Now we'll see what uh, the Woodward go up there next Tuesday. Jared? Awesome. I bet you you know the answer to this question. I'd rather not talk about it, but let's go ahead. For let's the get first time let's since rip the bandaid here. What it, what is it? For the first time since April eighth, what has happened? Uh Rangers are out of the playoffs. That is that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Gas is out of the tank. Good run there, Rangers. You know, it's I actually heard. Jim, I almost prefer them to break my heart in April than in September, but whatever. Go ahead. You know, I, I actually heard this conversation happening yesterday on these airways. A, a Ranger fan, such as yourself, was upset about how things have turned. Well, and Jim was like, "Listen, you're still like a year or two away." Like you know, I mean, right. like this it, wasn't supposed to happen this year, right? Yeah. Right. And so, but but here's the thing, though. 
when you're in the moment, as you are right this second, that's a pretty hard perspective it is. To, to have when when you've played so well for so long, and then you about, you pretty well talk yourself into the fact that, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. Even if we don't win the division, we're still going to make the playoffs. And then now, all of a sudden, you look up with, what, 20 games left or so, and the Rangers are, are out of it for the first time, literally, yeah. since the first of the season. Yeah. And you never know what could happen between now and then. I'm trying to be optimistic about it. And I'm and you're right. It's This is a year or two ahead of schedule, which should excite you if you're a Ranger fan. I'm going to be very optimistic here. And then with the bullpen woes that we're about to talk about, that just shows you, okay, they went and they took care of the starting situation, clearly. Uh, the bats, they they obviously went cold in these last, what, 20 games or so. But it'll work itself out. But now you know in the off season, winter meetings, all that stuff. This is what we got to work. We got to we got to replenish the bullpen. We got to find some some guys the uh, who quit blowing saves and, and some quality guys to pull out of the bullpen. Which I think with uh, the head office, it's clear that they are in a win now mentality and that they will be very proactive in the off season. But there's still a little bit of a season left. You don't know what could happen. Oh no! And and here's the the good thing. I mean, feather in the cap for the season, somehow sneak in the playoffs, you never know. But that that's like way – that blows everybody's preseason expectations mm-hmm. out of the water. No one – they a lot of people on this team maybe pick third in the West. Now behind the – behind Houston and the Angels and then the Rangers. Well, here come the Mariners out of nowhere. The West has been incredibly fun, top-heavy with those three teams, with the Rangers, Mariners, and uh, Houston. So – I hope that continues. It kind of it kind of feels like the AL East in their heyday, when uh, it was so heavy top to bottom, and you never know with the Angels either. The Athletics are a dumpster fire. I don't see them being relevant for another ten years. It's exciting for your Ranger fan. They're in this. It's not. It's not tank, tank, tank mode, and draft high and and see what we can get. It's win now. Yeah, and it's exci- and, and, and Arlington's becoming a cool place to play out with the new stadium. So I'm really anxious to see in the off season what free agency looks like. Namely, you know, obviously Otani's what everyone's clamoring for in every major league city. But who else could they get? I mean, they went and got Degrom last year. They went and got Scherzer before the trade deadline. I love that attitude of go get the guys now, make them want to come here because we're we preaching these guys we're in a win now mentality next week or so we'll decide i I think we'll kind of decide where they end up Mm -hmm. because you got one final game with houston today then you get the a's for three at home and then you go to toronto for four and toronto and the rangers are right there battling for that final one i mean everybody's really pretty close Mm -hmm. at the end of the day I mean, it's only a half a game separating out in, in being in and being out. So it, it is going to come down to the end. But the problem for you, 4-14 four and 14 in your last 18, and the bullpen in those games is 4-8 and eight with a 6.69 ERA. They've given up 54 earned runs and 72 and two-thirds innings. And here's the crusher. Two for 12 in save opportunities in that time. Giving up 20 home runs and walk 34 guys in 72 innings. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Numbers Man. <laughs> I think I really need to hear that. They're bad. I get yeah, it. We uh, <laughs> don't need to really break it down how bad they are. It's pretty amazing, though, when you see hey, those numbers. Hey, that beer bat behind <laughs> you. <laughs> when you actually see the numbers, it's like, whoa. I mean, you know they're bad because you feel like the leads slip all the time. That's the that's the the I think that's for me as a fan as the most heartbreaking or soul crushing thing about it is you can look or you can tune into the game and boom they're up four to nothing okay in a typical baseball game that's but in the back of Rangers fans minds oh, yeah. that's leads not safe <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it hasn't been. It hasn't. Been. I mean, the bullpen seeing, needs some work. I've been seeing tweets like, "I'm not even a Rangers fan, and that bullpen makes me nervous." Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just been that bad. Yeah. And so yeah, there's the clear target to work on in the off season, but don't give up. Don't ever give up. 
there's still time to turn this thing around and make it into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey looks like he – nothing's official, but it sure doesn't look like he's going to be playing tomorrow night in the season opener uh, for the Chiefs against the Lions. You know, it, I'm not ready to to panic if I'm a Chiefs fan just yet. But because, let's let's talk like we should because I want to make these Chiefs fans really nervous about but, tomorrow. I mean, t- tomorrow isn't I think the end all be all. It's a, a, the fact that it sure looks like he'll be back pretty soon. But when you look up, at least for tomorrow night, two of the best three players the Chiefs have aren't going to be there with Kelsey and then with Chris Jones still in contract dispute uh, with the team. Oh. I just got breaking news. Oh, you did? Ooh, looks like, wow, Patrick Mahomes might be out. Oh, you're messing around. I'm just trying to really get those <laughs> Chiefs fans nervous. <laughs> to me, this is a everyone loves everyone loves the Lions from last year on Hard Knocks. Well, everybody loves an underdog. Then, and they seem like one of those teams that's getting better. But I got to tell you. If, if they really are a team that can challenge or even win the NFC North, shouldn't they go win this game? If Kelsey and Jones really don't play, shouldn't they go win this game? If a lot of people think they're div- they should challenge for that division. Now, why do people think they should challenge that division? Eh, nobody's really sure if the division's any good. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, they should win that division because those other teams have maybe taken a step back. And Detroit, is they went on a gro- – I mean, they started slow last year but got good. So if they can continue that. But I'm not ready – I'm not writing them off if they lose by two touchdowns tomorrow. Because division versus division, I mean, Kansas City would blow through Oh yeah, that division. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I do, no doubt. But, but I do want to see life out of Detroit. I don't want to see, watch him and go. Well, there's those lions again. That that we're used to this. We we want to watch. Go okay. They answered the opening touchdown drive by a touchdown drive of their own. These guys can play. Yeah, I just think if if they really are the yeah, cream I, of the I, NFC I, I North crop, I see. I mean, because a lot of people, I think everybody gets bored or is getting bored. And pretty quickly, really, out of, uh, of Kansas City and their- no, 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 oh, oh. Of, of of the Vikings. Well, you know, you're waiting for that Jenga tower to fall over with because the they won so many of those close yeah. games last year. Yeah. So many, and and the natural inclination is to look for okay, that can't happen again. They're going to come back to to reality, and so if if three or four of those games don't go their way, and and, and a couple of them, I mean, that Bills game was ridiculous that they won that one. Right, you I know, remember watching that, that was a crazy yeah. ending. So, you're always looking for who it is, and I think Detroit, because of how much people liked them on Hard Knocks last year, is is an easy choice. And then you're not sure what Jordan Love is. You're not sure Justin Fields is he is he or isn't he? Detroit is the easy choice there. I think for a lot of people to 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 mm-hmm. kind of gravitate toward. Mm-hmm. And if that, but if that is, I think they have to go win this game without Chris Jones and without what looks to be uh, without Travis Kelsey. Um, so the Manning cast, there's going to be a third host coming up on Mo- from Monday Night Football. And you think you know who it is? I do. Or who it should? I think. Be. I think it, it, there's only one person it should be, right? You think it's uh, Brady? Tom Brady, hundred percent. Did he sign a deal with ESPN? He didn't he sign that before. Seemed he like he had something. Like, yeah, they had something lined up for him. I couldn't remember. I knew it was something in broadcasting. I didn't know if it was something like with ESPN or CBS or something. I'm sure it was to and be it, a game analyst. And I'd assumed that he was going to be. He was going to go like the Tony Romo route. Exactly. And so I was expecting to see him in the practice booth, like you saw Tony Romo in that first season before his first season of broadcasting. That preseason, he would up in a practice booth and well there's tony romo practicing for his new career turns out he was really good i didn't see any of that this year for tom brady but um fox sports is what we're being told yeah that's i think that's right i was gonna say it's fox because they well, can he can he cross over can no he do that? he can't i'm probably not mm, well i have someone in mind who 
Well, Pat McAfee kind of screams that. Oh too. God, I hope not. <laughs> because of his his antics. Oh and his, man. Yeah, that's what kind of that's what feels like he would fit into something like that. Yeah, next a bit, year. A little bit more free will to say whatever he wants. The Fox guy next year. So he's taking it. Replacing Greg Olson. Taking a year off. And I like Olson. Yeah, so that probably can't actually happen. Yeah. Uh, Someone on the text line said Gronk. Eh. I'd rather have Gronk than Pat McAfee. Pat, Pat McAfee would almost literally be my last choice for this job. Well, he's already. He, he's already, already, ESPN, already guy. ESPN guy. ESPN guy. Punted when Peyton was at in at Indianapolis with the Colts, so you, they're probably, they probably there's a he's not that there. he's not that idiot kicker that missed the field goal, Mike Vanderjat, <laughs> in the playoffs that year. That'd be my guess. Uh, when are they going to announce this? It's got to be before Monday. Maybe they just unveil it on Monday during Maybe the so. show. Maybe they do. You're probably close. You're, you're probably right. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I hate to uh, burst your bubble there. Am I going to have to start watching the real broadcast? Yeah, you know, like a real person does. Uh, no. I like the real broadcast. I like the Manning. I like the Mannings. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, I'm like, can we stop it with the picture-in-picture stuff, and can we just watch the game? I mean, there was nothing better than the very first Manning cast ever last year when the Broncos were screwing up the end of the clock not call, I mean, how many times did Peyton hit his hands yeah. going, time out, we need a time out here. Call, you know, you can tell he wanted to really, really cuss. <laughs> Eli flipped double birds at the camera. I mean, it was just awesome. Don't ruin it. He's been, but when when's the last time they haven't ruined anything? Well, good point. Yep. Anywho. <sighs> Pat McAfee. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Shannon Sharp is pounding vodka. That that happened too. Yeah. Lots of fun on the Manning cast. AP Top 25 came out yesterday after the first long week of college football. Anything surprise you when you looked at the poll? Um I'll be honest, I thought Florida State might be a little higher than 4. As good as they looked against LSU, uh, but Alabama firmly right there at three. I think that's. I think I can be okay with that. They're really high praise for their quarterback, uh, but others, I, I think it kind of falls in line. I nothing really stood out to me. How about you? I mean, maybe the way Clemson looked so ill prepared. Offense was horrible, but they're clinging on to that number 25 spot. There might be some argument there that maybe you should drop them out, but they were so high, that'd be a drastic fall. Well, they went down 16 spots Yeah, from 9 to 25. <clears throat> I mean, suddenly you look at their schedule, and there's like a lot of iffy games if they come out looking like that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um I don't know. It's 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 probably warranted because of preseason hype. But like, I mean, I saw somebody at Colorado like number nine. Come on, no, that's I'm I'm comfortable where they're at at twenty two, or not even in the rankings. They looked really good, and that's there's going to be so much. You know, you know who is. Wanting the Colorado hype to continue? Fox. Because they have kind of gone all in on Colorado here to start the season. Big noon kickoffs. They are wanting that Colorado train to keep rolling down the tracks. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I know everybody's down, down, down on Nebraska. But, boy, this sure looks like a spot where Colorado's drinking the rat poison, as Nick Saban would say. This could be a not the greatest spot for the Buffs coming up on Saturday. Um, what time is that game? It's noon. Yeah, because it's big noon. Yeah, I think so. And you think Colorado? They'd want 
some night games early in the year to avoid the freezing temperatures. That game was at night. Oh, boy. Place will be going crazy. So you've got now, that. I see what you're saying, but and we'll pick games probably later. This week, <clears> I mean, it's a, it was a great win. They looked really good doing it. I don't know. Um, Florida State getting three first-place votes. Yeah, see, that's where I thought maybe they could be higher. They got, they're got they getting some love there. Well, and I mean, it, it, I think people like almost took offense to that. Maybe they were just all Georgia fans. But last year, this is where I know you and I kind of differ too. You give you you'll give a little bit of credence to the defending champion, mm-hmm. where I don't care what if their team isn't the same. Then why you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they lose a bunch of guys, and then in early season, I don't mind this poll being completely fluid with what what you actually see on the field. And on the field, Florida State had by far the most impressive win. You're doing the Barry Chermel approach. It's well, I mean, it's just what have you done? What have you actually done? Yeah. And Florida State for sure. I mean, I didn't put them number one. I put Georgia number one. I think I had them three, um, behind Michigan, and then right in front of Alabama, like you were talking about earlier. But at the at, at the end of the day, though, if if you really care about what happens and what the results are, Florida State should be number one. Mm-hmm. Just in this small window of time for this season. I'll say this, and if you listened yesterday, you know what I'm about to say probably. As far as who is too high, maybe Ohio State. They didn't look like a top five team. No, they did not. And Penn State did. I'd almost yeah, flipped State, them. But they kind of struggled. To, I mean, they were – nobody thinks West Virginia is going to be any good. And that game was 21-15 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, and if you want to give Ohio State the benefit of the doubt, at least they were at Indiana as opposed to at home. Washington looked really good against, a, you know, I think that name Boise is probably a little bit better than the team Boise is anymore. Notre Dame's looked awesome. Sam Hartman has looked awesome. It'll all kind of shake out. I, I'm actually a little bit surprised LSU fell as far as they did. Nine spots from 5 to to 14. It just doesn't seem like you see tumbles like that from from SEC teams very often. Well, but, there's losing bad, and there's losing bad to a really good team. Well, and they got killed you know, in that second half. Yeah. But Florida State's a really good team. So there, yeah, another reason kinda, why I'm surprised they went that far. Exactly, and then the whole SEC thing. But, yeah, I can surprise they fell that far, too. All right, so who do you think right now is properly ranked? But by, say, the 1st of November, you you expect them to either be further down or further up. But there's but you know what I'm saying? Like, right mm-hmm. now, that's where they're at. I'll tell you who it is for me. Go for it. Oregon State. I think Oregon State's pretty good. I need to get you a Beaver t-shirt. They won, tw- they won 10 games last year. Says I love Beavers. They, well, anytime. <laughs> There's they, so many jokes. As long as they're relevant, we're going to keep coming up with jokes. I, I think Oregon State's pretty good. <laughs> I really do. And maybe North Carolina, maybe OU, maybe Kansas State. You know, somebody in there, too. There's going to be a couple of those teams that are somewhere in that 15 to, Listen, to 25. If Could it be OU, A&M? Have you looked at the – playoff predictor did you play with that yesterday Mm-mm. it's you know that thing that espn puts out and you can click a team and put a scenario like one loss or they conference champs or their chances of getting the playoff well they put a list of the remaining games and their percentage of winning each game and ou after this weekend after this past weekend suddenly went to having a higher percentage of beating texas like 56 percent chance of beating texas the, the perception is now so but so based on what you're saying there is they're 18 now but by what did you say november one yeah if they if they do what that says is win the games they should a lot of them are in the 80s or even 90 percentile of, of actually winning the percentage chance of winning those games obviously get past texas and yeah you can see them easily around the six five mark yeah the F, uh, fpi loves them yeah. all the way up to four after one game 
Yeah, you look if you look at it right now, I'm just I just pulled this up. So right now, after one week, the fourteen teams with the highest chance, Oklahoma is fourth. Yeah. At thirty six percent. A lot of that is because of that schedule we talk about. It, it's uh, the biggest part of it is because of the schedule. Because you know who's got one more percent chance according to this? Georgia. At thirty seven percent. Schedule is Charmin soft too. Yeah. But but Ohio State and, and Alabama are in the sixties. More chances to slip up there. I mean, no Alabama has the best chance right now, according to this, to uh to make the college football playoff hmm. at 63% chance. It They're, probably helped. I wonder what the percentage chance was of beating LSU before last weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now after seeing what LSU did, they went, uh, hold on. Yeah, and I mean, this is kind of, I mean, stat and computers and right and that kind of thing. But, yeah, like that Florida State team we just talked about, they're 25%. So, yeah, the, the computers love what Oklahoma did. And that that's here's the deal. We'll see. We'll we will have to wait and see, and probably until October the seventh before we really see mm-hmm. what that is and what that could be. But um, I mean, they they could be one of those teams. I'm not discounting that at all. And a big part of this, I mean, as as much as I didn't think the schedule was very good before last weekend, well, what happened in the Big Twelve didn't make me think it's any better. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. It was horrible. I mean, one of the games that everybody's scared to death about, if you're OU fan, is going out to BYU. They looked awful. So I was on this morning, by the way. I was watching a little bit of that replay, and man, the, this little the little bit I watched, the refs helped out BYU. I mean, Sam Houston was in 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 one drive. Yeah, there's an interception that shouldn't have been, and then Sam Houston blocked a kick, blocked a field goal attempt. Ran it all the way back. Up, oh, offsides, defense. Like, what are you talking? It was, yeah. That's why Provo scares me. That's why going to BYU scares me. Little, no. little funky things like that. But no, they didn't look dominant at all. No. Nobody yeah. really did outside of, I mean, obviously OU. They should Central look that Florida. good. Against, Central Florida Central looked, Florida really, looked good. really good. They looked really good. That's one of those. That's one of those that, once again, the schedule broke. Instead of Oklahoma having to go down there, Central Florida comes. John Reese Plumley at quarterback, he's been around forever. Mm-hmm. He can do stuff. He can definitely do things. They got a coach. Yeah, they are a uh, they're an interesting they're an interesting I, I, team. I'm thinking. So we thought we just kind of answered that. Who would we think rank where they are now? Where they would be higher? Mm-hmm. Who is high now? Who you think will be lower? Come around November first. Hmm. I have one in mind. Okay. Who? Tennessee. There's a trio, maybe four in a row, four games in a row. That if they go three and one in, that'd be good. South Carolina, A and M, Alabama, and Kentucky. Yeah. And that's yeah, all and, before November first. I got to tell you, A and M is a candidate to be one of those teams that's properly ranked yeah. right now that could move up. Uh, Connor Wegman was awesome. They get to go to Miami, but when you look at their schedule, yeah, it's got some teams on it. But you know what? A and M. Yeah. I mean, they've got a bunch of them at home, at least early. Two Tennessee, two Ole Miss, and then the last game of the regular season at LSU. Bama's at home, Arkansas's at home, Auburn's at home, all right in a row here, four games in a row after they play at Miami this week. Who gets credit for, if AM turns around? Who gets the credit? Is it Fisher or Petrino? Oh, that's going to be exciting to find out. And then who hires Petrino? Maybe AM. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of crazy dynamics. I mean, we, we talked a little bit yesterday. I mean, there, there's nothing almost in college football as fascinating as what's going on up in Stillwater with the quarterback thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of what, how that all gets sifted through and, and figured out with the way the Gundy played. I mean, that's a, 
That's a very, very delicate situation for young Michael. Yeah, it is. I mean, people are up in arms over Casey Dunn coordinating that offense. Nobody's very happy about that right about now. What I mean, ugh. that's we'll see. I think it's a process thing. I think they think. I don't know. Do they come off? I say they as the OSU coaching staff as we they think they're the smartest man in the room. Does that make sense? Like we know what we're doing. Yeah, I think they do. But this is nothing new for Gundy. When he's, it seems like when he's had choices. Now this time he's got three instead of two. But it does seem like when he's had choices preseason. With quarterback competitions, he's chose the wrong one every time right. to start. Now, he does realize he did and then makes the correction. Yeah. But it, but it yeah. does seem – I mean, he's not so stubborn that he just sticks with the wrong one forever. But it does seem like he doesn't pick the right one to start. And he goes all the way back to, I mean, Bobby Reed and Zach Robinson. Yeah, yeah. You know, the kind of the very first one. Then, of course, Alex Cade over Brandon Whedon. I mean, that seems so ludicrous now. But that's the way it went. And there's been some others through the years as well. But it, this one is this one's made even tougher because one of the three is his kid. It makes it even, yeah, that's tough. Makes it even more sticky. That makes it easier for him to say, "Sorry, son, but I'm going this way." Yeah, and then you what happens? Then you know, you know what happens. Tough to go home then. <laughs> he still lives at home. I'm talking about Mike. Oh, oh, the mom. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to Gunner's well, all mom. All he has to do is walk into that mansion and go, "I bought you this." <laughs> I don't think that's the way that works. You're talking <laughs> about kids, Jared. <laughs> Joined now by the head coach of the Elk City Elks, Mr. Zach Maynard. Coach, how are you doing? Doing well. How was your long weekend? It was good. It was good. Got to spend some family time and. Uh, also, I think, think got to fix our problems, fix some of our problems we have uh, football-wise and, and excited about, I think, where we're moving. You know, we were just talking about the situation of quarterback up at uh, Oklahoma State and how much harder that makes it for Mike Gundy because his son is one of those guys in that battle. Uh, just talk about the, the different dynamic that that throws into a coach's choice when, you know, if you, if you don't make the one that, you know, his mom wants to make who just happens to be your wife that could be harder to go go back home to maybe even uh, if she doesn't like your choice as a coach yeah uh, uh that's a tough decision i didn't have any idea that that's what was going on in oklahoma state that was one game i didn't watch um yeah that's a tough that, that's a tough that's a that could be a tough gig and well really forget about his wife it, the, the locker room's the mm-hmm. one that has to be completely bought in. Is it is Gundy the a freshman? No. Well, you know if I don't if, know what he is. Yeah, he's a junior, I, I think. I think the locker room tells you who the guy is. Right. And it and be honest with you, it looked like those guys played harder for him than they did for the other two. Well, sounds like the decision may be made. Yeah. So on the record, the wife's opinion does not matter. <laughs> and that, well, it, it, it should. If you're for the football about, team. For, I don't, I don't know yeah. what, how much money Mike Gundy's making, but I assume it's in the millions, and she should be happy. That's what Jared said. They have a nice mansion. They have a nice pond. and you know, I, think, I think she should be happy with every decision he makes. That's what Jared said. All right, let's go back real quick. Last Thursday, uh, it's a win, and the the thing that I think struck me the most was how far this program has come in just a couple of years to where you win a game by three touchdowns that you really don't ever have a chance of losing, and it seems like a giant disappointment just with what we saw on the field. Just talk about where you've come from to, to get the expectations up to a level where, you know, a three-touchdown win isn't good enough. Yeah, no, I, you know, going back to even that first year when I was here with Coach Meadows, um, just 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 instilling a standard of play, the standard of way we do things, the standard of how we act in the community, how we act in the locker room, how we lift weights, how we practice, how we play. Um, you know, that standard's been there, and, 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 and kudos to Coach Meadows for obviously uh, helping uh, being a part of that. 
But, you know, I think that the most disappointing thing for us Friday night was just the fact that um, just felt like we really didn't play to that standard um, of, of intensity. You know, we've talked about that several times. And, and there's a there's 100,000 reasons that, that I could say for the reason for the lack of playing to that standard. Um, however, uh, it, I'm the head coach. It, it, it rests solely on my shoulders. And uh, we, we've done some things this week, I think, to help us. Uh, put us in better situations to where we don't have to, uh, you know, necessarily rely on, 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 on certain things or um, certain things to happen in order for us to play to a certain standard. We, we're going to get back and, and kind of do some things that um, that I love, uh, ways that, that we play the game the right way. And, and so, you know, I felt like we've had a good week of practicing our kids, understand where we're at and understand why we're doing what we're doing. And, um and, and and ultimately we're excited, and I think you know we're they've been looking forward to this game probably since uh, the schedule came out, honestly. Um, and so you know we're excited about this one, um, and Canadian is really really good. So we'll have to, we'll have to play really well. Based on on last week's results, is it a good thing that was it a wake up call for him in preparation? Like hey, you know we we played okay, yeah we won, but we can play better and we got to work harder. Has that been kind of the attitude this week? Yeah, we just have to, you know, it's the same thing every year this time, whether we'd have won by 50 or, or not, you know, um, we, we have to get better. We have to be better offensively. We have to be better defensively. We have to be better tacklers, have to be better in the special teams game, um, have to be more disciplined as far as penalties go. I thought we, we would clean that up a little bit last week. Um, uh, still have to get better in that aspect, um, you know, and, and it's it's hard, uh, you know. You say wake up call. I think El Reno was the big wake up call, and then and then you know you, you I thought we played really well, uh, physical against Altus, looked good at times, doing certain things, but still had some things to clean up, obviously. And um, you know, Bridge Creek was just, uh, you know, kind of we've talked about pecking order in here, and 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 when that pecking order kind of goes out the window in the first five minutes of warm ups Friday night, some or Thursday night. Um, it's just kind of it just it's it's just that it's a blow and it's also a distraction and it's and there's all this and that and then oh hey we got Canadian and then Carl Albert and then you know then we're in district play and you know knew that you know Bridge Creek we we we, we should win that game um, the way I I, I kind of chalk Thursday up up I'm going to chalk it up as an anomaly Coach Maynard didn't do a great job of getting them completely prepared um, they came out in a like a ten one. Bill Williams' defense, yeah. <laughs> um, which is really hard to run the ball against, especially if you're not prepared for it. And um, and I beat beat my head against the wall for the first quarter and a half trying to run the football when really we should have just been we should have thrown it 30 times for 380 yards. Um, however, that's just not really that's just not who I am. Um, so um, I, I'm gonna chalk Thursday night up to an anomaly. We're gonna put it behind us and we're gonna move forward. And, and I think that our kids have done that. How how much of a positive is it that you do have that ability? I, I don't know if we could say that we've had the ability to just start slinging it around in the last couple of years. That ability came out in in the middle of that second quarter, especially until uh, halftime. Logan hit some just beautiful passes that that put it in where only his guy can get it, and Cole was the guy that was grabbing a whole bunch of them. Uh, but just talk about how much of a positive it is that if if you do see that, you do have something to counter it as opposed to just kind of throwing your hands up in the air and and, and hoping. Yeah, I think I think you're going to see uh, um, people won't be able to do that to us. You, you watch the film and you go, well, we, we can put eight guys in there, nine guys in there, and stop the run. But if we do that, um, I can't guarantee you that you're going to be able to cover us on the outside and on the edges, and 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 so. Uh, and and we can throw it and we can complete it, which is great. And um, you know, Logan's got a great arm, and, and Bowie and those guys, Jeremiah and Slade, they've all made some great catches. And uh, I think it really makes us more explosive, like we talked about being. But it also, it also, uh, I think you're going to see eventually it start to help the run game a lot uh, in, in what we can do in the run game. All right, Canadian. Uh, it was an awesome night last year when they came over here. A great game, comeback win. Uh, they are talented as anybody we may see at quarterback uh, with uh, Cameron Cavalier. Talk about the challenge that is uh, the Canadian Wildcats and trying to hem them in when they have the ball. Oh, they're you know they're outstanding. Uh, uh, they they return they have all their skill kids. Um, they just lost their lost a handful of offensive linemen and defensive linemen. 
Um, you know, we're, we're going to have to be sound in our defense. We're going to have to get lined up quickly. I think I think it took us three quarters last time we played them just to get lined up the right way and get the call. Um, so we've we prepared for that a little differently this year than we did last year. Um, I think I think it's got a good chance of, of, of getting some stops. You know, they're going to make some plays. It's like like I tell our kids, they're going to make plays. There's going to be adversity, and, and how you respond to that will decide. It was going to decide the outcome, and um, and so you know we're excited about where we're at. And we're excited about the game plan uh, and the way it's looked the last two days. And we'll, we'll go out there today and and obviously uh, clean it all up and make sure it all looks good before we leave today. But um, they're going to be explosive. They're going to make plays. It just is what it is. We're going to have to get them on the ground and make them do it again. Does the Oklahoma versus Texas scenario, does that excite you? Does, does that does it give you pride to say maybe we can go win one for Oklahoma? Yeah, I think it's always interesting. Uh, like I talked to Coach Roof uh, a couple – oh, a year ago probably when I decided, we decided to schedule Canadian. He said, well – I've went out there and won some really close ball games. I've also went out there and got my tail kicked a few times. He said, but it's always it's always fun to go see a different. It's a different style. It's a different game. It's a different. Nobody in the state of Oklahoma goes as fast as they do. And I watching them in Bushland, um, I, I think they all go that fast. <laughs> and so it's 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 just it's just it's really weird to me. And and so but I think they also feel the same way. They want they like playing us because they know it's gonna be a different style of game and and it it kind of turns into a little bit of a rivalry um where it's not necessarily rivalry like, you know, the I forty stuff, but more like a um we're so different that that it's gonna be a really fun Friday night. It's gonna be a, a yin and a yang and it'll all be completely different. Yeah, it, it, it amazed me just first time ever to play last year how much that those guys – I mean, obviously the game was awesome, but it was it's almost like, all right, does old school football work or is it this new high-flying whatever? And when you both play well like we did last year, it makes for one heck of an entertaining evening because it is so much different. Yeah, it's, it's – uh, I, I really enjoy it, and, and it's awesome, and, and so we're – we're relishing the opportunity. I think our kids are really excited about it, and, uh, and and we're just excited to get out there and play on Friday night, and hopefully um, it's a great game, another great game. Uh, health-wise, uh, there were some guys, obviously you mentioned even in the pregame, losing a couple last week. How are the Elks looking as far as getting, what, six of those starters back for this week against Canadian? We're going to have, you know, obviously Tate. we got Tate Shelton back um, uh, last late last week, and then, and then we have uh, – uh, uh, we're waiting. Actually, I got three of them with doctor's appointments here at about noon. So we're, we'll we'll figure out exactly what we're going to do, you know. And um, you know, you got to be careful this time of year. You know, like I said, I think back in June or July or whenever it was that they oh these ultimately don't matter. We want to have a full deck of cards when we get to Clinton, uh, and so we we've got a that first district game, and we we've got to make sure that we handle business the correct way. However, when the ball goes on the field, we we, we want to win. We kind of glossed over the lead here, and Cole Bowie. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 he was awesome last week. What did he eat before the game? And can <laughs> you get that as a team meal or something? He was awesome on both sides of the football. No, he's been great, uh, and and he's been great really all year. You go back to the first game, had to brag on him for just celebrating his teammates, and it's just kind of like karma was like, oh hey, it's your turn now. Um, you know, he's been outstanding. He's an outstanding young man. He reminds me a lot of. He's got a lot of. Uh, Drake Hughes in him. He's got a little. He's got some wiggle. He's got some top end speed. And if the ball goes in the air, he's got he's got a really good chance of making a play on it. Um, and and so that's who he's been reminding me of. And um, and you know he he'll come down and hit you too. So um, really 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 pleased with him and where he's at. And um, and and the leadership role that he's starting to kind of you can almost see him start pulling in followers almost and he's you know he's becoming one of those guys so we're excited to see that as well yeah that's the one thing it it, it felt like because of that pecking order we've talked about he was the one that was kind of trying to pull guys along from the very beginning some of them kind of went others went you know Mm -hmm. and that was it was pretty fascinating to watch because i think his order may have gone up a couple of notches because he got out there and did it and, yeah. and that was the thing that you know some of them may have looked around and went, well, what have you done? 
Mm-hmm. Well, well, now, now yeah. he's got that tape out there, and, and then his voice probably matters a little bit more this week than it did There's last There's always week. a moment in, in a career uh, of high school kids that, I, I for me, I'll notice, but I remember that, that game that that kid played, and that was when he made that turn to be a leader, to be a player, to be a dude on the mm-hmm. field, and that might have been that game for Cole last week. If there's one thing you have got to do Friday night to come back with a win, what would it be? Well, it's going to be more than one. We're going to have to tackle well uh, defensively. We're going to have to get lined up and tackle really well. We're going to have to control the clock, control the football, and uh, and uh, and not turn the ball over. You know, it's the same thing every week for us. Right. Tackle well, get them on the ground. You know, if they make a play because they're going to, get them on the ground make them have to do it again. Um Play mistake-free, you know, control the clock, control the ball, um, frustrate them by not letting them have the ball. I think I think the second half a year ago was huge when we tapped the ball for eight, nine minutes of the third quarter and going 13, 14 play drives, and, and, and they're not necessarily tired at this point, but it's like let's just get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think that's huge. And then obviously not turning the ball over, um, not having negative plays and, and being disciplined and – um, and all those things, because you know, I I don't know what they're rate, rated or ranked, but I I assume that they're very very high, uh, and and we are, and we are too. So it's going to be a great game. It's just going to be a great game, and and our goal is is to play as close to mistake free as possible, and and play as hard as we possibly can, and and whatever happens happens. But uh, I like our chances if we do those things. Absolutely, head coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks joining us here to preview what's coming up Friday night out in the Texas Panhandle against Canadian. 6.15 pregame, 7 o'clock for us. Big Oak TV, if you can't make it out there. You know, they're not that far away, like an hour, hour, 20 minutes. Yeah. But the, like we talked about earlier, the differences in style, it's almost a world away, right? Yeah. It's crazy. No doubt about it. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow right here on the Skinny on Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.